Hey there, all you true crime fans. I'm Amanda. And I'm Corey. And this is Colorado Crime. If you're new here, we're just two best friends who want to be your new best friend while we chat about all things true crime. We cover cases from coast to coast with a special emphasis on cases that happen right here in colorful, crime-filled Colorado. Stop by for the stories, stay for the fun. If you're returning, thanks for stopping by, friend. Well, kids, it's time for another terrible dad joke. Are you ready? I'm never ready for these jokes. But go on. <clears throat> what do lawyers wear to court? What? Lawsuits. <laughs> no, it's still terrible. <laughs> uh, hey, and uh, thanks to all you True Crime fans that are sending me all these dad jokes to read on the air. I'm going to pick one. Um, I have enough probably to pick for the next 15 episodes. So thanks so much. Shout out to my sister, Annie, who sent me like 15 today. <laughs> Get it, Annie. <laughs> thanks, fan Annie. Oh, and You're Brenda sent me one too. So Yes, Brenda did. I actually read Brenda's to my dad last night and he was like, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> my my sister sent me like 14. She has a dad joke calendar. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so she's been sending me, she sent me all of them while she's been on vacation. So she sent them all to me when she got back. Yeah, she's being crazy on her vacation. Mm -hmm. I would not, would not go fishing, sleep in that camper thing and go fishing. I know. Yeah, there's no bathroom in there, so you can oh. imagine how that works out. Yeah, that's that's a no for me, dog. Mm -hmm. It's six dudes in her ice fishing. Ooh, yeah. you lost me with the six dudes. Yeah, I mean, one of them is my cousin, and one of them is his cousin, and one of them is my sister's boyfriend. So, I mean. I don't care. It's still ice fishing, and I don't really like fishing. Me either. You have to be quiet. Yeah. I'm not I remember that growing guy. up, Pat was like, my stepdad was like a big bass fisher, so we would like, mm -hmm. he would go fishing all the time. And I'm like, can we like do something? I fell asleep so many times on that boat. He's like, yeah, it's just, you're scaring all the fish away. It's just this not for is me. stupid. Go quiet. <laughs> it is stupid. I don't want to be quiet. <laughs> That's why we have a podcast. Right? <laughs> All my suppressed conversations. All your suppressed conversations from when you were a child you're doing on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All my murder conversations. I was that weird kid, though. Uh, we were, too, because, well, you know, your dad was a cop. Mine was a cop. Like, t table chat is different when you're... Yes. And my dad, my dad was a cop and my mom was a nurse. So we, we talked about all kinds of jacked up things. Oh, my God. So I was back at high school on Thursday last week. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I was talking to this girl. She's like this cute little blonde thing. And like we're chit-chatting. And I guess they had like drug sniffing dogs in the day before. And oh. she, she's like, I text my mom and I had to tell her. And she was like, well. I hope you don't have your drugs on you. And she goes, no, mom, just my meth and my cocaine. And I was like, oh, my God, you are my kindred spirit. Like, I, <laughs> that is so my sense of humor. I send right? my stepdad all these, like, drug jokes all the time. It's fine. Yeah. People in public are probably like, what is wrong with you? Well, it's it's always interesting when you hang out with people who aren't uh, in that, like, I don't want to say lifestyle, but. I mean, lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, when you have to, like, feel out the conversation. Like, do I talk about body parts at the table? Or, or is that do we allowed? talk about the weather? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we also have some friends that are in the nursing home business. And that's similar. So we can talk about some pretty, I mean, some pretty jacked up things there, too. So, Oh, that would be so sad. Yeah. I love old people. I don't think I could work with them. I think I have like an imaginary collection of them. And Chris oh. always laughs at me. But I think I would bring them home. It's like working with, with animals. I couldn't With animals. Because I would have a menagerie. 
<laughs> of humans and, and animals, old people and pets. Candace told me, "Hey, you could volunteer at this humane society." And I'm like, I like looked at her, and she's like, "Maybe not." <laughs> she's <laughs> like, "We have three dogs. They How many more dogs more. are you looking for?" <laughs> but they need a home. It's so sad. To me. Can you imagine just bringing home dogs, cats, birds? Look at this hamster. <laughs> a hamster. <laughs> I don't even like hamsters, but I'd be like, it's so cute. <laughs> My mom, because she did animal control, mm -hmm. she used to bring home like squirrels and stuff all the time. Oh, geez. And like bottle baby kittens. We had puppies once. Is she still doing animal control? She is. Oh, nice. Yeah. Until they finally decide to abandon me and move away to Nebraska. There's it's nothing not wrong with Nebraska if you're from Nebraska and you're listening. <laughs> but there is something wrong when you're in Colorado and your parents are abandoning you. I don't know. I abandoned my parents and I feel pretty good about it. Well, I mean, that's, that's an episode. That's a story for a different episode. We don't have that kind of time for my emotional trauma. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay. The abandonment issues are coming in fierce right now. Right? It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Whatever. <laughs> all right, all you cool cats and kittens, let's get into some true crime updates. Fantastic. <clears throat> so... I'm sure everybody knows, but there was yet another mass shooting at another school. On Monday, February 13th, Anthony Dwayne McRae, who was 43, killed three students and wounded five others at Michigan State University. The shooter had no known ties to the university, and no one's actually sure why he targeted it. He had two legal but unregistered handguns and magazines when he was found. Police contacted McRae when they received a description of him walking down the street. Officers stood about 20 feet away from McRae and ordered him to show them his hands. He produced a weapon and then killed himself. It appears on body camera footage that he doesn't say anything to the police prior to him taking his own life. Prior to the shooting, McRae was arrested in 2019 for carrying a concealed weapon without a permit, which in Michigan is a felony. He pleaded guilty to misdemeanor possession of a firearm and spent one and a half years on probation. The police found two pages of notes which indicated that he actually had planned to attack two other schools. Ariel Anderson was just 19 years young when her life was so pointlessly taken. She was studying to become a doctor one day. She was the youngest of three siblings and graduated from high school in 2021. Alexandria Verner was a 20-year-old junior who was studying biology. She was an exceptional athlete who played volleyball, basketball, and softball. She left behind two siblings and her parents. And the final victim was, was Brian Frazier. He was a 20-year-old president of the Michigan Beta Chapter of Pi Delta Theta. He was studying business before his murder. He was described as a great leader and a friend. Oh, those mass shootings, like, so crazy. It's so sad to me. That's yeah. like a whole other can of worms. Mm -hmm. Different podcast. D different <laughs> podcast, guys. Not even We're episode. I feel that like... right now. <laughs> I know. I don't even feel like that's a topic we can cover on our podcast. No, no. It's too crazy, and there's too many varying opinions. And... There are, and honestly, I feel like it's kind of like a situational thing, and mm -hmm. not school shootings, but guns and gun control and mm -hmm. all of that yep what do you have for us this week so i have two Woo i know so the first one is an interesting story from my new state and get this it involves a train <laughs> <laughs> i know what you're all thinking but that case is in tennessee <laughs> And that's a whole different story. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the memes are funny, though. But they are on. funny. I, I love them. But so this story happened on a on the um, Joliet Metra train where Steven Spangler was standing on the side waiting for his train when 
49-year-old unhoused resident, Carlos Hernandez, pushed him off the side. Mm. Yeah, the video surveillance showed that Stephen and Carlos were talking right before Carlos pushed him over. Like, you're just standing there, talking, talking, gets mad at you and pushes you on the rails. Like, rude. Yeah, were they friends before? No, they were. They were just two guys standing there having a chat, a chitty chat. A chitty chat. A chitty chat. And I apparently Carlos got mad and pushed him over. Oh my god! So Stephen was ran over by two trains and decapitated. Oh my gosh! Uh, Carlos was arrested and charged with first degree murder, and he's currently being held on a one million dollar bond in the Will County Jail. Jeez Louise! So, yeah, that's interesting. So my second story. Is from Colorado, not too far from where I lived, actually. So, February 19th, 2023, Fort Collins Police Services, they don't like to be called Fort Collins Police Department, they're Fort Collins Police Services, responded to a shoplifting incident at a store in southeast Fort Collins. Officers located the suspect, later identified as Patricia Rodriguez, and transferred her to the Larimer County Jail. This, people, is where it gets interesting. After entering the vehicle bay, the arresting officer secured his duty weapon, which is required um, prior to entering the booking area. When the officer tried to remove Rodriguez from the vehicle, he found that she had slipped out of her handcuffs, manipulated the storage safety measures, and accessed his gun. She attempted to take him hostage at gunpoint, but the officer was able to escape to the secure booking area. The suspect then barricaded in the police vehicle and refused to come out. <laughs> Fort Collins police officers, Larimer County Sheriff's deputies, the LCSO All Hazards Crisis Response Team, Fort Collins Police Services SWAT Team, LCSO Crisis Negotiators, Poudre Valley Fire Authority, and UC Health EMS all responded to assist. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> so, I'm not trying to make fun of them, but... For God's sakes. <laughs> Law enforcement used numerous less, less than lethal tools in an effort to get Rodriguez to surrender. So approximately 7.30 p.m., three hours later from the time she was arrested, she exited the vehicle and was safely taken into custody with the assistance of um, the LCSO K-9. Uh, Rodriguez was evaluated by medical personnel, then booked into Larimer County, on three active warrants, two no-bond felony, one misdemeanor, and the following charges. First-degree assault, which is a felony. First-degree aggravated robbery, also a felony. Attempted second-degree kidnapping, which is also a felony. Criminal mischief, a felony. Disarming a police officer, felony. And resisting arrest. Which is just a so, misdemeanor, and we just threw it in there. Yeah, right? <laughs> Like the, re like, the rest of it. I mean, she is in Larimer County, so I'm sure her bond will be, like, $2,000. But, yeah, whatever. Ugh, uh, welcome to yeah. the U.S. judicial system. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm also not saying that crime should be expensive, but I think you should assign bonds according to the charges and not just because you want people to get out of jail. So, according to the sheriff, John Fayen, he says this suspect showed a disturbing disregard for the lives of first responders, the inmates in our care and our community. Um, he also says that he is extremely grateful to everyone who worked together to safely resolve this incident and minimize disruption to jail operations. Challenging situations like this demonstrate the importance of top-notch training and strong relationships. So, according to the Larimer County website, uh, Fort Collins Police Services will file separate charges for the initial theft incident, and her booking photo was not available. So, and all charges are merely an accusation, and the defendant is proved innocent until and unless proven guilty. Um, can you imagine the whole jail being on lockdown for three hours? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Because you know how someone's busy being held hostage would have been? in the, the I mean, it would have been really fun to watch. <laughs> while all the while he's running away. <laughs> oh my god. Trying to get into the secure booking area. Right. 
as she has his secured duty weapon. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whole Um, another podcast. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I did want to mention they had a canine that was actually killed in the line of duty. His name Mm -hmm. was Graph Graffite, I believe. Oh. Um, Where was this at? This was in Golden. He was killed on February 13th of this year um, after an incident occurred at the School of Mines. Oh. I know. That's too bad. I know. That always makes me really sad. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, friends. Without further ado, let's get into the murder of Leah Porter. Leah was just 19 years old when she went missing on June 3rd, 2014. Her disappearance is almost too wild to even believe. So Leah's brother and his friend were actually the ones who obtained a confession from a former friend turned criminology student. But before we get into the details of her disappearance, let's talk about the person at the root of our story, Leah. So Leah was funny, smart, beautiful, a sister and a daughter. She was born on December 28, 1994. She had her whole life ahead of her. Her mom described her as social and kind of a joker. Her brother was her best friend. She was constantly taking selfies and documenting her life. Her life got a little complicated when she began dating a man who was 20 years older than she was. She had plans of becoming a massage therapist, but those plans changed when she began using heroin regularly and dropped out of college. She tried to get sober, even attending Narcotics Anonymous meetings. Six months later, Leah was single with no place to live, depressed and battling a raging addiction. Her boyfriend, Jesse, had moved back to the East Coast and Leah was couch surfing her way through the Denver metro area. Leah's mom, Renee, and brother, Max, tried to no avail to reach Leah. They called and called, but became concerned when her phone which seemed to be permanently attached to her, went to voicemail. Max called Leah's now ex-boyfriend, Jesse, demanding to know where she was. Jesse told Max that the two were in constant contact after he left, but he hadn't heard from her in several days. Jesse immediately knew something was wrong. He knew how close Max and Leah were. They spoke daily. Jesse was brought in for questioning, but had a strong alibi and wasn't considered a suspect. While police were speaking with Jesse, Renee began scouring her phone records for clues. She noticed that Leah had called the same number multiple times. That number belonged to Christopher Wade. Christopher and Leah had grown up in Cotopaxi, Colorado together and attended the same high school. Christopher was a choir and a theater kid. He had joined the army after graduating and worked as a helicopter mechanic, which if you can get into that, that's a freaking good job. Heck yeah. He served. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He served in the military for two years and then decided to attend college. He was majoring in criminal justice. His plan was to become a police officer. So this totally gives me Brian Koberger vibes. Right. Which only two years in the military, like Well. Hmm. Homeboy had some wishes, right? Yeah, homeboy had some Mm. troubles. But if you guys don't know who Brian Koberger is, he is the suspect in the University of Idaho murders. But go on. Renee called Christopher and he told her he was Leah's accountability partner to help her stay clean, a sort of sponsor situation. Christopher told Renee that Leah had been in his apartment at the night of June 3rd, but left abruptly without reason. He said that was the last time he spoke to Leah. This came as a shock to Renee. As far as she knew, her daughter wasn't on drugs again. Renee felt off about the conversation and reported it to the police. He was brought in for questioning. Westminster police were told a similar story as Renee. He was Leah's accountability partner. She had stopped by on the evening of June 3rd, but left with someone in a white truck. He then added that the two had gone to Boston Market for dinner and then went back to his apartment to play video games. Shortly after that was when she supposedly left in the white truck. Christopher might have gotten away with being the cooperative friend if he hadn't appeared to be over-cooperative. This only furthered the family's suspicion. Leah's vehicle and all her belongings were found in the parking lot of the apartment complex Christopher lived in. The vehicle was processed for blood and DNA, but nothing was discovered. 
Police suspicion grew stronger when it was discovered that Christopher had been discharged from the military after he admitted that he tried to rape and murder a girl in high school, but was scared away by a family member who happened to be home at the time. Police had nothing to tie Christopher to Leah's disappearance, but felt he was their guy. He was under constant surveillance in hopes he would accidentally lead investigators to her. This is when the family's frustration came to a boiling point. Max decided to leave his life in California and return home to find Leah. He reached out to former friends from high school for more information on Christopher. He was informed that Christopher kept a very detailed journal chock full of sadistic fantasies. His writings depicted his desire for sex slaves and gory rape and murder scenes. Gross. Right? Yeah. So, Max, uh, he went and befriended Christopher. He wanted to get close enough that Christopher would trust him. Again, bad plan. Yes, don't don't do this, guys. This has happened the last two podcasts. Like, what are you doing? So, he knew that if he jumped the gun, Christopher would shut down and the family would never know what happened to Leah. When Max felt he had built enough trust, he and a friend decided to confront Christopher in a park. The interaction was recorded, and no one, not even Max, could have predicted what Christopher would say. Christopher began to explain June 3rd to Max. He said the two went and grabbed dinner at a nearby Boston market, and then returned and had consensual sex. Then Leah asked for drug money, and Christopher said no. He claimed that Leah became enraged, grabbed a knife, and tried to stab him, all while demanding money for drugs. Let's mention, though, that she was 98 pounds, guys. She was not a big person by any stretch of the imagination. No, she was tiny. tiny. Bitty, bitty little thing. So um, Christopher told Max, remember, this is Leah's brother, that he grabbed Leah by the throat to get her to let go of the knife. He said, I thought her muscles would relax when she went unconscious, and then I could gradually move the knife away and let her go to regain her consciousness. But that didn't happen. Max punched Christopher in the face, as any good brother would have. Hell yeah. Before his friend pulled him off and the two called the police. That's when Max forced Christopher to confess to the dispatcher. The two men subdued Christopher until the police arrived, which didn't take long. Police had been suspicious of Christopher since their first interaction and had him under surveillance. In fact, the police were watching While Max and his friend went all vigilante, Christopher was taken into custody and quickly lawyered up. So, this Boston market in question, Mm -hmm. that's actually where I got my first dog. (laughs) I had to find a little girl for him. Oh. Yeah, it's where we got Riley. Oh, nice. I know. You had to fight a child? Well, it wasn't my finest moment. (laughs) Fighting children all over (laughs) the world. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it happens. When I got Franklin, it wasn't my finest moment either. I also fought a child. <laughs> See? Yeah. I he held him first. My dog. Exactly. Me too. <laughs> we went inside because we were like, I think we were still 17 when we got Riley, mm-hmm. Chris and I. And we went inside and we were like, do we really do we want a dog? Puppy? And I was like, um, <laughs> fuck yes, we want a puppy because that's just like, <laughs> who I am as a person even now and we went back and this little kid was holding Riley and I was like "Mm." you're like I'm sorry that's my dog yeah I was like we want we'll take a puppy but we want that one that she's holding and the guy was like I'm so sorry they were here first I was like thank you but anyway I digress I digress so while talking to police after his telephone confession Christopher stayed true to his story that Leah had attacked him with a knife, but now he admitted to killing her in self-defense. After he killed her, he immediately began using his skills he learned in criminology school to cover up her murder. Christopher said, quote, I reclothed her and placed her on the bed while I started off gathering her belongings from where they were in the living room and bringing them into my bedroom, end quote. He then forced Leah's body into a duffel bag and said he threw her away in the complex's trash. After officers received this information, they began searching the landfills. 
Teams spent 40 days searching for Leah's body. 40 days sifting through trash. 40 days hoping to give Leah's family closure. 40 days, but still came up empty-handed. Leah's body wasn't located in the landfill. A pillowcase with her cell phone, wallet, ID, and her clothes were found. But not Leah. Not the most important part. Without a body, prosecutors offered him a plea. Christopher Wade, now known as prisoner number 170598, pleaded guilty to second-degree murder and was sentenced to a whopping 48 years in prison. He will be eligible for parole in 2048. At the time of this recording, Leah's body has not been found. Any tips regarding her whereabouts can be shared with Fremont County Crime Stoppers at 719-275-7867 via email at investigations at fremontso.com or by sending a private message on the Help Find Leah Facebook page. So what do you think, Corey? So, do you think that justice was served? Um, I think 48 years for secondary murder is a pretty long time. Um, I don't think he'll be out on parole. He's um, a psychopath. Um, however, I don't think he threw her body in the dumpster. I think he knows exactly where it is, and I think he's just not saying. I agree. Um, I I think, I mean, he he did something with that body, and it wasn't a dumpster. No. No. He had plans of doing this for... <laughs> So long. He had notebooks filled with this sort of thing. Like, right? He 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 knew what he was doing. Plus, he was taking criminology. Like, mm-hmm. this was mm-hmm. a game to him. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. a trophy, and when he's released, he will go find her. Yep. Yep. Hopefully, he won't be released for a long time. How F old was that he guy? when he went to jail? He was young, twenty six, I believe. Oh, so he'll be. 70 in his 70s mm-hmm. when he finally gets out if he gets out if he doesn't die in prison i mean 70 is a bit old to i mean it could happen but crazy just a bad dude yeah i'm like no, good for her brother i think that's so cool i mean yeah gutsy don't do and it stupid but <laughs> i mean the case wouldn't have gotten as far as it did without her brother. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I have a little a little news thing that I wanted to mention real quick. Um, there was a police officer and a canine killed um, in their patrol car when a vehicle hit them. And also killed a pedestrian. It was in um, Kansas, Kansas City. Um, he worked for the Kansas City Police Department, so well, that's a little bit sad. And his dog was only three, and um, they were just sitting in their car. And a car came by, hit them, and and killed them and an additional pedestrian. So, um, oh man, that is sad. Yeah, yeah, it just happened on the 16th, so not that long ago. I hate when dogs die. I know. Hold on just one second. Sorry, my wife is leaving for work. Gosh, bye wife. I know. Amanda says bye wife. Bye. Somebody has to make some money around here. She said somebody has to make some money. You're damn right. Now get to work. Amanda says you're damn right. Now get to work. She's like, fuck both of you. I'm out of here. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. We love you. Have a good day. Sorry you have to go to work. Work blows chunks. (laughs) <laughs> it really does. Okay. I think our talking in between is pretty good, too. I think we should keep that up. I know. I feel like I, like, kicked it all out this episode. Now I like, know. You're so rude. I know. Now there's no chitty-chatting. 
Now people are going to be like, oh, this podcast blows. <laughs> All I ever talk about is murder. <laughs> so I have a little story to tell. So as you all know, I moved from Colorado to Illinois. I've only said it in every single podcast because, you know, I'm a Leo and a narcissist. So there's that. That's your personality now. <laughs> That's my personality now. I moved. Now. <laughs> I I'm moved. new here. <laughs> I'm new here. Yeah, that, that, that's that's my whole that's my whole that's my whole personality now. Four years later, Corey's still new. <laughs> right, I'm still new. Still moved here. <laughs> we just moved. This is just in. how it is. <laughs> just moved in. <laughs> so, and I um, worked at the jail in Weld County for the second time because I just couldn't quit that place. I had an addiction. It's fine. Whatever. So on my last couple of, like my last week or so there, I decided that uh, torturing my boss was my new game. And if you all know me, when I do something, I go all in. Like it is, that is my whole, that's my whole goal. It's my, it's my, my job. So shout out to my boss, Captain Turner. He Thanks, was great. Turner. Yeah, he's a great dude. He is a fantastic leader and he's also fantastic because he has a lovely lovely eight by ten photo of me um in a lovely picture frame that i <laughs> used glitter on and wrote my name and wrote his name in glitter and glitter and glue like i'm a second grader he hates you yeah and it's a fantastic picture of me at my going away party where i look so happy and so that's my, one of my coworkers put it on his credenza. So, you know, so he has a reminder of how amazing I was. And my arm does not get tired in case you're all wondering of patting myself on the back. <laughs> we were all wondering. We really were. <laughs> it doesn't get tired. So then, because, you know, I'm dramatic, I also sent him flowers the last week of January. So he had, you know, a little time to think that I wasn't up to anything. And it's a lovely, lovely sympathy plant. <laughs> uh, because, you know, sad, I, I was leaving. And it says, always in our hearts on the, on the pot. And it's a plant, not flower. So he can look at it, enjoy, enjoy these lovely roses that I had sent to him. With a little card that says, you know, I'm so sorry you have to miss me. Because like I said in previous, I'm a Leo and a little bit of a narcissist. So <laughs> so shout out to my former boss who now has a picture and a plan to reminder of me in his office. <laughs> he was a little sketched out when uh, these plants got sent to him. He's my like, coworker said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He thought it was a scam. And my old coworker said that uh, he's never laughed so hard as when he found out that it was from me, my coworker, not, not, uh, he's like, he's like, when I told him he first had flowers, he was suspicious. <laughs> he was like, I'm afraid this is a bomb. And then he oh, read God. the card and said, are you freaking kidding me? And it's from Corey. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I gave you a sympathy card too. I know. I'm sorry for your loss. The loss of me. Because yeah, you're moving yeah. from me. Yeah. I love and it. And then my former coworker said that that was the most coriest thing ever. <laughs> a coriism. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we have we have a saying there, WWKD, what would Corey do? <laughs> oh, my God. We have WWKD, but it's what would Chris do? And <laughs> it's funny because Chris is like... I love you, honey, but you're incredibly anal and he vacuums all the time. And he actually told me yesterday that I throw him under the bus in every episode, so I had to get my little dig in there. But my sister-in-law was like, you know, we'll go to put something on the counter and then I remember, WWKD, what would Chris do? He'd put it away right away. So now I just put it away. So, Janie, so I hope you know Chris is always with you. WWKD. Um, I do want to throw you both under the bus. You do have a lot of freaking vacuums. We do. We you have, have a vacuum robots. everywhere. We have Annie, yeah. Rosie, and Jarvis. Then oh. we have two regular like floor vacuums. It's not like you guys have called. a lot of carpet either. We have zero carpet, but we yeah, used to have a yeah, lot of carpet, carpet, and we used to have a lot we, of dogs. We don't but have carpet either. We also my have dogs two vacuums. The bucket. They all decided oh. they didn't love us this year. It was very sad. 
It is sad. I'm sorry about your loss. Thank you. I expect You're a welcome. plant. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. We do have a lot of accents. I said sorry. <laughs> That's all you're getting, damn it. Be grateful I even said that. You're Remember right. narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We have a lot of vacuums. Chris is really yeah. anal. He, he's a clean freak. That boy. Yeah. But, you know, I'm like that, too. Um, if I see cups laying around, I empty whatever's in them and put them in the dishwasher. And somebody will be like, hey, where's my cup? And I'm like, oh, took it. Put it in the dishwasher. Don't leave it on the that. counter. <laughs> I'm like, I was where's drinking my out cup? of that. <laughs> He's like, oh, I thought you were done. I'm like, you <laughs> was still piping hot. Like, I just poured myself a cup of tea. And he's like, oh, sorry. Threw that away. <laughs> Sucks okay. to be you. Pretty much. <laughs> Thanks, honey. One time he actually threw away my Mother's Day gift from Lincoln. Lincoln made me like this whole little like, I think it was a rocket. And oh, nice. uh, Chris threw it away and Lincoln was so mad. And he I'd cried too. and we had to go dig through the trash. And it was like this whole thing. And then Lincoln was more pissed that I had a present trash from on the trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, it's fine. I still have it. We saved it because I was like, whoa, man. Um, I just have an upstairs vacuum and a downstairs vacuum, and currently my upstairs vacuum is possessed. So uh, it just starts vacuuming on random times and random days that it's not scheduled. So I'm not really sure what's going on with it. I need to sit down and like research problems with it on the internet because re- I'm not even kidding you. It just vacuums whenever it feels like it. I should start my vacuum now. Speaking of which... I have not checked, though, to see if there's dog babies in the way. Oh. Not the dogs, but their babies. But I just started it, so we'll see. My my littlest dog likes to stand in front of it because he knows it'll uh, move around him. Aww. Yeah, he's kind of a dick with the vacuum. Luna doesn't like the vacuum. Penny's terrified of him. And Luna will stand there like... Why are you trying to fuck with my sister, man? <laughs> and, and Penny's like, oh, God. <laughs> that could be so scary. Oh, yeah. She's neurotic. I painted yesterday and I had like a big five-gallon bucket of paint. I had two little paints, like gallon bucket paints. And then I had a ladder and they were by the basement door. And Penny's weird about that anyway because it's like the basement door and then the stairs that go up. And... She just thinks, like, that area is going to steal her soul. So I had to take everything downstairs before I could record because she was trapped in the living room. <laughs> She's like, I can't. Oh, I yeah. I can't do it. And then all of a sudden you hear, like, <laughs> and that's her trying to get her traction on the floor. And she's trying to run by it. <laughs> oh, she's a nut. Dogs are so funny. This weekend. They we really put, are. Well, we put new headlights in Chris's truck. Oh, nice. Well, we couldn't see anything. And so mm. we put new headlights in, and we had, like, the door into the house open from the garage. And Luna kept coming out, and she would stand there, and she'd cry and cry and cry. Chris is like, what's wrong with her? I was like, well, she wants in the truck. So I'd have to open the door and let her in so she could pretend to drive. <laughs> That's how Franklin is. He needs to sit in the car all the yeah. time when we're out. Yeah. Yep. Luna, too. She doesn't want to actually, like do anything Mm-mm. i mean like Mm-mm. she likes to go for rides but she just wanted to sit in there and she was crying 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 <laughs> dogs they're the dogs best. kids like i don't know oh i don't have any children small children so true i don't know your child's still funny though she is funny but speaking of children i was talking about a crazy person that I've been ranting about for a while now. And we were driving to school and Emerson's in the back seat, and she goes, mom, is that person like really crazy? Like they've been diagnosed by a doctor. And I was like, well, no, just by me. And she goes, oh my gosh, mom, I do that too. I diagnose people all the time. I just don't say it out loud. And I was like, damn it. I love that kid. I'm really glad you had her for me. I'm so glad I had her for you, too. <laughs> she, I, like, we text each other, like, 
like she she's a pretty cool kid. She is pretty <laughs> rad. She's pretty funny. She is funny. My prison baby. Mm-hmm. Chris always tells people that he raised Emerson by himself for three years because I was in jail. <laughs> Fuck off, man. I mean, he's not lying. <laughs> right. Right. Damn it. That story That's makes Lincoln so mad every time. It's like, mommy was not in jail. She worked there. And then it's even more funny because he's like really upset about it. Like genuinely like I know he's, Chris he, thinks I was in prison. He's very sensitive. He is very sensitive. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Mm-hmm. But he is very sensitive. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. No. I just sometimes don't know how to handle him and sensitivity. Yeah, because we're we're not sensitive people. No. It's hard to not laugh at it. I know. And then I feel bad. Mm-hmm. I do spend a lot of time like, buddy, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. I know you were upset. <laughs> I'm sorry you thought your problems were really terrible. <laughs> Are you right. homeless? No. Are you starving? No. <laughs> right. Sorry you can't play with your friends on, on Thursdays. Oh, my God. <laughs> Should we do our shout-out? Sure. Let's shout-out some people. Shouty, shouty. Shout, shout, shout it out. I mean, last episode we said shout-out, like, a lot. Oh, my so God. we toned it down we really a did. I was editing, and I was like... <laughs> We've said about like 17 times. 17 times. <laughs> so let's shout out um, to some subscribers because everybody likes to hear their, their name out loud. Probably I not do. as much as me, but whatever. We do want to give a shout out to a subscriber, Amber Priestley, who is amazing, by the way. Woo-hoo. This is her second review. She did review us on Spotify where you can't, um, it's not like a written review it's a numbers review which is also fine we love stars too um uh i want to give a little shout out (laughs) to her (laughs) her business she has a craft business on etsy rocky mountain country crafts so go ahead and head on over there to etsy and look what she has to offer i've gotten a couple of things from her they're all really adorable um she writes love listening to this podcast amanda and Corey's dynamic is witty because we're hilarious we really are and brings a lot of lividity to some otherwise heavy topics and situations i also appreciate the extra respect and light given to the victims rather than their perpetrators keep it up ladies um we'd like to thank you so much for this review it really does help us Um, thank you and we and we do enjoy um i think more focus needs to be on victims and less focus needs to be on perpetrators because the one thing's the one thing all killers have in common is that they like to hear the sound of their own voice and their own names. And I think the more we talk about them, the more fame it gives them and the less fame it gives victims. And to be honest, it really is hard to find a lot of information on victims because they want to talk so much about the actual perpetrator. That's why there's so much information on killers and not a lot of information on victims, which is it's kind of sad. It, it it's is not really kind sad. of sad. It is really sad. So that that sucks. It does. It really is a goal of ours to make sure that the victim is and always is the center of our stories. Yes. We want their stories to be heard. Absolutely. So we also have a review from our former co-worker Ryan's wife. <laughs> so she wrote, <laughs> quote, love the podcast. Thanks for the shout out on the last episode. End quote. So she gets two in a row because she's awesome. Thank you, former co-worker Ryan's wife, whose actual name is Lisa. We really appreciate you guys and your kind words, though. So thank you so much. And next week, we are going to discuss the murder of Thomas Clements. He was the head of the Department of Corrections before he was murdered at his own home in 2013. That was a scary murder. It w- really was. Mm-hmm. Especially it- for people who worked in the correction field mm-hmm. um even like the because doc and county are two different um types of lockups um, yes department of corrections is a little bit that's where you're sentenced you've actually been sentenced to like prison time 
Prison time. Yeah, not jail time. Jail time is different than prison time. Just yes, keep that in jail mind. Jail time so, is county. Right. So people people who say, yeah, that guy went to prison and he only served like 30 days, that that's most likely county, not prison. Mm-hmm. Just a little FYI and some prison jargon. Yes. Jail jargon. In case you're on, uh, if you're ever on Jeopardy, now you know. Yeah. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> so that's going to be a super great episode. Um, make sure to listen, you know, Fridays, 1030 Mountain Standard Time. Um, we hope you guys are enjoying all our social media posts. I'm having a lot of fun <laughs> doing those. I love looking for pictures of blood and guts and gore and stay tuned this week. You know, I've got some some pretty good facts about blood, some fingerprint facts, some serial killer facts. Shout out to Robin Turley because she really loves serial killer facts. Ooh! Yeah, she loves them. Um, I was doing them for a while. I had a wipe-off board on my office door where I had a dad joke and then my office mate, um, I put a wipe-off board on his door because, again, I'm bossy <laughs> and I what? like people to do what I want. <laughs> what? I know all those forced Halloween parties and, and all those you know, forced fun. Had to take. <laughs> yeah, I'm not bossy. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I just know what you should be doing. Exactly. <laughs> so I would write a serial killer fact on his board until the ladies and in inmate services said that they were getting disturbed by all the facts. So I was like, fine, we'll do puppy facts, whatever. Damn it. I know. So shout Some out to Robin. So, so she, she's really enjoying these. Um, Hi, Robin. She I likes them a lot. <laughs> um, I'm so her favorite in case you guys are wondering. She doesn't like anybody, but she loves me. I love you. A funny story about her and I. Um, I like to say we didn't like each other. She likes to say that she liked me. Um, <laughs> lies. <laughs> it's lies. <laughs> All lies. <laughs> So if you're you're listening, Robin, I love you as well. You're um, the best. So leave a review on Facebook. Start some conversations over there. You can start a conversation on Instagram. You can um, give us topics. Um, don't forget to send me your jokes. Um, I love reading dad jokes. You It might get read on the podcast. It might get put on the Facebook page. You just never know. Um, you can send them to our email. Um, it's either Amanda at Colorado Crime podcast.com or Corey at Colorado crime podcast.com. And that's or you Corey can with DM a K. Them. Yeah. Corey with a K K O R I. Yep. And Amanda common spelling. Um, there's really so, not another way to spell it. I mean, you could do like a M A N D U H, but I don't want to be a man. <laughs> like an at symbol or something. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Like a at sign, like A M at sign A N D A. Yes. I tried to How go by Mandy for a while, but I wanted I to be like Mandy that. with two eyes. Oh. Oh, yeah. I was like, I wanted vibes for a minute. When I was younger, I wanted to change the name, my spelling of my name because I thought it was lame. I mean, K O R I is pretty cool. Not a lot of people have it, but I wanted to be K O R R I E. Because, you know, fifth grade was fancy. You know. So I tried writing it like that for a while and it didn't catch on. That's so funny. That's what happened with Mandy with an I. I've never gone by Mandy, by the way. <coughs> yeah. My mom, no. like, vehemently. Yeah. You're not a. No. You're not a teeny bopper from the valley. No. Or Mandy Moore. Not that I'm stereotyping. No. But Mandy Moore is like Mandy Moore. Like, she's the best. She's always been Mandy. I just love You've, her. Sometimes it, you don't have to nickname. There ha- doesn't have to be nicknames. We don't have to nickname. I made sure my kids were able to have nicknames because. Right. I really wanted that. Did you wanted a nickname? I did. Honestly, yeah. I went by Lurch for like the majority of my childhood. Or oh, Lurchy. You didn't... Oh, well, you do have a like an Adams family last name. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Before. Yeah. Before you so, got the big ball and chain, Christopher. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. I love you. Way Not as go, much bro. as Robin, though. Robin, you're still my favorite. 
<laughs> Christopher, you're number four. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Robin, I mean, we don't need two to... kids than you. <laughs> oh, Whatever. I got the dogs in there too. <laughs> okay, so ten. <laughs> you know, you made it in my top eight. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's all we can hope for. That was a MySpace joke for those of you who <laughs> are old enough. Add to MySpace. <laughs> I had a dream about MySpace the other day. I loved MySpace. I did too. You could have music. Yeah. And you could customize like your backgrounds and stuff. Like you could code and do your you own backgrounds. Code. It was so cool. It was cool. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <sighs> me neither. But I always had a fancy background. Hell yeah. Me too. I even did one of my coworkers' backgrounds. I did not. Well, that was before she hated me. So, you yeah, know, whatever. I, did I don't not know how have anyone could hate this face. <laughs> My face made reverb radio. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny. All right, crime fans. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please keep the case requests coming. If you haven't already, please subscribe so you can be notified every time we upload. If you enjoy listening to us every week, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We will pick another listener next week for another shout-out. New episodes are released every Friday at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Please follow us on Instagram at Colorado Crime Pod or on Facebook at Colorado Crime Podcast for information on next week's episode as well as other true crime happenings. We hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are. And as always, stay safe. Well, kids, eventually one of these taglines will stick and I'll keep the same one, but probably not. <laughs> so it's so hard to leave until you leave. And then it's the easiest thing to, in the world. Bye-bye for now.